Welcome into the Major League Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Pregame.com. Thank you for tuning in here on the Straight Out of Vegas podcast feed. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by former Major League pitcher Josh Towers. And Josh, we have reached the Final Four, a historic Final Four, in fact, with the lowest number of wins for a Final Four teams remaining in the postseason as it's the Phillies, and the Diamondbacks, two teams that were wild cards in the National League, and an all-Texas affair in the American League, the Astros against the Rangers. If you look at the four teams remaining, three were wild card teams. I mentioned the Phillies and the Diamondbacks, both wild card teams in the NL, and of course, the Rangers, a wild card team in the American League. And the number one seeds, 100 game winners in the Dodgers, in the Braves, in the Orioles, all eliminated. So I'll ask you, former Major League pitcher Josh Towers, is the Major League Baseball postseason format to blame for the top teams losing? Uh, gosh. No, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think it factors in. I think there's a factor with it. But as far as is it to blame, uh, there's a lot of things that you and I have to do as coaches, as players, to prepare for these moments. Um, I don't, I know you and I are opposites here. I don't like days off. I don't like having multiple days off. As a starting pitcher, I'm pitching once every five days. So for one or two of us, it's not that big of a deal. Um, I know hitters need to play every day. Relievers need to play every couple days. Everybody has to be in rhythm. We're just like cars. We have to play nonstop. So the structure, I don't know. I mean, we're doing these different things to get more teams involved and to earn a playoff spot. So you have to do something to accommodate that. I don't I don't know why we can't I, I don't want five days off. You want to give me two or three? Fine. We all can use that rest. Five days off. I'm not the biggest fan. And I and I've used this before, but I had this coach, Tom Treblehorn, who used to manage the Cubs back in the day. Treblehorn's mm-hmm. the best, man. And in the minor leagues coming up with the Orioles system, Treblehorn would always yell at us and say, It takes two weeks to get into shape and four days to get out of shape. And he would always say this. And again, there's so many things that we had so much value in as as young kids in the Orioles system that we didn't really know the the true value in it at the time. And I used to think about that a lot throughout the course of my career. Like, why every five days am I sore? Like, I do this for a living. I throw a baseball with this velocity every day with this stuff that I have. Why am I sore every fifth day? I just never got it. Um, And it makes sense. And so you watch pinch hitters. Why it's such a hard, hard thing to do. Because you get one at bat randomly every so often, and you're just supposed to be all of a sudden prepared. It's not just the physical aspect of getting ready to hit a baseball. I can go do that in the cage all day. But there's so much more. You play you play sports right now currently. You understand the feels. Like if you haven't played in a while or if you have played, if you consistently played. If I have four at-bats today, it I could take a lot. No matter how good or bad I did, I could take a lot of that information and I can add it to the next game that I'm about to play. And there's a lot more trust in certain things. If I'm pitching and making all my starts and on routine – I'm going to throw pitches to you. I'm going to try different things to you that I wouldn't necessarily be comfortable doing if I haven't pitched in a while. Plus, I wouldn't have any stresses of, oh, I got to be perfect or I might get pulled. There's also the adrenaline factor for us pitchers that I'm going to feel great, but my ball is going to be elevated because I'm going to feel so good. So my stuff's going to be good, but my ability to pitch has been limited. 
I have to have this ability to add and subtract off of every pitch. I have to be almost fatigued to be a good starting pitcher because I have to have this ability more so to back off than add on. But then when I do start to fatigue, the natural thing is to want to go harder because it's what we're used to doing, but I have to be willing to back off even more because pitching becomes more important than throwing. And so anybody can hit a flat fastball. Look at Castellanos. He takes a 100-mile fastball. It was right down the middle, and he hit it a country mile out of the mm-hmm. stadium, right? It was right, Scott, right down the middle. It, and, and Strider's reaction is like as soon as it left his hand, he knew. It doesn't matter that it was 100. They don't care. It was a bad, poor, located pitch, and there's nothing you can do. So we lose the ability to, to, to trust. We lose the ability to try. We lose the ability to see things and be like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Or mm, I'm going to find a situation. We lose all of that, and we just turn into throwers. And I know for pitchers it's not a good thing at all. And what about for the hitters? Because people are complaining, and I'm not buying it. People are complaining that the hitters that have the week off, that's the reason why you had yeah. Acuna and, and Olsen and Freeman and Betts and all these – and you know Henderson and all these big-time bats for the Orioles, Braves, and – the Dodgers that were unable to hit. By the way, yeah. the Astros seem to hit fine with a week off, but maybe that's because they have the experience of getting to the postseason and having that time off. But what I look at, funny? yeah, what I look at yeah. when I see the Dodgers not hitting or when I see the Braves not hitting, uh, by the way, the Braves hit fine in game two, you know, those two home runs that helped them win that game. So it's the weird. week off it's didn't weird. exactly it's, hurt them there. But here's weird, what I right? looked at. We don't want to give credit to good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I, here's what I looked at. Exactly. Swords might pitching, pitching. And what did Rob Thompson do in this Phillies series that was in the Phillies Braves series, which was incredible? He utilized his elite arms when he needed them. There's no defined roles for the Philadelphia bullpen, and it's something that I love. He also there, put himself, and I'll say this to you, I'll cut you off real quick. Mm-hmm. In, he put himself in a very bad situation. Um, if Kimbrell blows the lead and they tie it up. What does he do after that for the rest of the game? It's a risk you take, and we've seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't like the, my closer in the seventh inning. He doesn't know where that inning is. He's usually not even stretching the seventh inning. But, so, but for, for me, I've I've but I get I've what always you're saying here. I've always been a proponent of the relief ace, and what that means is you use your best arm when the game is on the line. Because in the ninth inning, three run lead, you. A lot of pitchers can get those outs. And I understand there's a certain fortitude in the makeup of a guy that comes in and doesn't recognize the crowd and doesn't recognize the moment and just locks it down and is elite at his job. But sometimes the game is on the line in the sixth inning. The game's on the For line sure. in the seventh For inning. Sure. When Ronald Acuna's up with the bases loaded in a 3-1 game with two outs, that's when the game's on the line. That's when I need my best pitcher on the mound. And so Rob Thompson, well, first off, he has the luxury of having six closures. On his team. I was going to say, they don't get enough love for how deep this pen is. Dominguez, Alvarado, Kimbrell, and Soto. And those then, are five and, guys. And then Strom comes in and closes it. And, and then Strom awesome. comes in. But let me <laughs> those five guys, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, Craig Kimbrell, and Gregory Soto would be closures on every team in Major League Baseball. Yeah, they don't, they don't, no one talks about that. So he's able to bring in a closure in the sixth inning, a closure in the seventh inning, a closure in the eighth inning, and a closer in the ninth inning. And that's the reason why the Phillies beat the Braves. Well, it's not because else? the Braves had a week off. It's because, well, let's let's talk about We talked about this. The Braves are pretty damn good. They're not, I don't know, I mean, sorry, the Phillies. I don't know what people are thinking. Like, this was not a lopsided 
um, series. This wasn't no, the Braves walking all over the Phillies. The Phillies, and you and I can sit and we have done this before. I can argue all day that the Phillies are a much better team than the Atlanta Braves. I, we can go starting pitching. We can go bullpen. We can mm-hmm. go lineup. I don't care. Let's go anywhere. I'm going to argue this. The Braves, and, and even if we figure that the Braves win, what is it, 51-49? Yeah. Because it ain't 80-20. Because no. this Philadelphia team is loaded. You know what else he did? And, and again, this is because Kyle Schwarber is an irrelevant player to me. And Kyle Schwarber didn't even sniff relevance in this series. He puts Real Muto 6, Castellano 7th. Right? So now it's not like some of these lineups. So I got Murphy, Pilar, Arcia, Harris. Like, I'm pretty comfortable with the second half of that Braves lineup, and a mm-hmm. lot of teams do this. The he game puts- was on the line with first and third in game number four, and the Braves ended it with Vaughn Grissom at the plate. That's what I thought. Okay, so who hasn't <laughs> seen? So you put you put Baum in the four spot behind Harper. You know what that does to me as a pitcher, even though I don't ha- I don't think Bohm's very good and I'm not worried about him? He's Why is he hitting in the four hole? So then I got to give him a little respect. Well, does he have pop? He's got obviously have a little pop. You want to put him in the four hole. So that's what it does to me, right? Mm-hmm. So then you put Bryson Stott. Well, I know Bryson's good. I also know Bryson's young, but I'm giving Bryson credit. I watched him hit a grand slam, and this is my pitcher mindset going. And that's who's hitting fourth and fifth. And all of a sudden, I know Real Muto's good, and he's sixth. And then Castellanos, we all know, rakes. He's seventh. Yeah. So you stretched this lineup and made mm-hmm. this lineup so good. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Marge comes up. I got to respect him. Rojas, I'll run right through him. And then, boom, Kyle's back up again, and I got to face this lineup. And it's like, wait, where was the turnaround? How did they get here so yeah. fast? He stretched the lineup and made the lineup better. And he caused the, the manager on the other side, the pitcher, to, they have to match up better. I have to get more guys in. I have to do things I don't really want to do because he's not giving me the luxury. And I think that I think that Thompson outmanaged Snitker because in game yeah. one, Snitker's lineup, the Braves lineup, best offense in history, right? They're good. And, and what does he do in game one? He goes with a completely different lineup in game one. He flip-flops. Uh, he puts Albies and and Ry- flip-flops Albies, Riley, yep, and, and Acuna. So in game one, uh, in their loss, where they lost 3 nothing, it was Acuna 1, Riley 2, Olsen 3, Albies 4, Ozuna 5. Like, that's a different lineup than the Braves had the entire season. And people were wondering, why didn't they score any runs? Oh, the week off, the week off. You changed your lineup. Well, also, you put guys in unfamiliar roles. Why? You can pitch. Exactly. Because he was worried about the they pitching. Can pitch. That, oh, well, it's a lefty pitcher. So if they're going to follow. Who, by the way, is legit. I know. If they're going to follow it's, it's Suarez how good he with is. Alvarado, he's another Dude, lefty. So, ca- uh, Scott, if, if Castellanos doesn't hit back to back jacks and back to back games, yeah. this Suarez is the MVP. He, he, Suarez he, pitched well. He pitched two starts. Yeah. He, they gave up one run and two starts for this kid. He could have went the whole game in either one if he wanted to. He was in full control. Mm-hmm. He bought them a win in the game. They didn't know if they were going to get a win. They're more yeah. counting on, on on Wheeler and Nola. They lose Wheeler's start. This mm-hmm. guy comes in again, even though it's 2 1, goes, I got this, goes five shut. Could have went seven, could have went nine. Phillies are a championship caliber team. We know this. They were in the World Series last year for a reason. Again, I don't care. Like, yeah. You guys can act like they're a wild card team. You can act like, oh, they maybe shouldn't have been there last year. No, they're there. Last year, and they're here again because they're legit yes. in every facet. I don't have to win 100 games to make the playoffs. I don't have to win my division to be a division-winning mm-hmm. team. You just called Texas a wildcard team. You know how Texas lost the division on the last day of the season? Exactly. Because of help. Otherwise, they're not a wildcard team, right? Exactly. If that's how and, close and, and they the second-best offense in the American League. Right. 
and yet it's like, oh, they're a wild card team. Uh, like, no, there's not much that separates these teams during the regular season. And I know you want to say, oh, 14, 14 wins, 14 wins. You know what those, you know where those wins come from? It comes from dominating the Colorado Rockies. It comes from yep. beating up on the Chicago White Sox. It comes from this yep. year kicking the shit out of the Cardinals. Like, when you beat up on bad teams, it inflates your record. And so, okay, I'm supposed to say that the Braves were this much better than the Phillies because they went 7-0 and against the Rockies in, in April and May? Like, no. Look at what they've done against each other in the postseason in the last two years. They've lost both times. So I want to backtrack to your and I, your, our podcast a while back. We both, I think, we, I know I did, had Atlanta getting through into the World Series. And it was all predicated on this, right? Like, you and I had discussed this, and we talked about it. This is a 100% 50-50, pick them, flip a coin series to mm-hmm. me. It wasn't lopsided. It wasn't minus 220 or whatever the line was for Atlanta. This was a straight up down the middle. And if Atlanta beats Philly, bo- both these teams are rolling through Arizona. I don't care. Arizona thinks they won the World Series. Yeah, I agree. Arizona's not. Yeah. Uh, they're not a. They're not a best of seven team. Mm-hmm. So either one of these two teams is going through Arizona, and they're going to the World Series, and it just kind of favored. I thought Atlanta starting the series and having home field to where they might pull this out versus the Phillies. Clearly, I was wrong there, but never did we doubt the Phillies. The Phillies are going to the World Series again. Yep. And the Phillies are now the favorite in baseball to win the World Series. I don't well, care. A- Ash- well, the Astros are. I don't care. Odds are Astros saying, 185, Phillies plus 210. Yeah. You don't care. No, Phillies. I think the Phillies are the favorite. Yeah, that's going to be a rematch of last year's World Series. Great. Phillies so and Astros. Um, oh, let's hope Texas gets in. It would be fun. Why not, right? I, I want to talk about the Dodgers for a second because another another team that people are complaining good, about. man. They don't care. No pitching. They were good. They had the worst pitching. And not, I shouldn't say that. That's, don't take that out of context. Isn't the worst pitching? But their pitching wasn't trusted. It wasn't solidified. Mm-hmm. They've had no stability. They've had guys step in and do a good job. They're a very good baseball team. Yes. But now you're facing the best of the best at their highest yeah. and most I want this moment. So right? Kershaw, who has always had his issues in the postseason. Always. Three gets, places, right? Gets Arizona, w- Colorado, and the postseason. Gets rocked in the first inning of game one. That's not weak off for your offense, and that's why you lost the game. It's because Kershaw got rocked. Yeah, you were done that. In, in game yeah. two, yeah. Zach Gallon gives up a couple of runs and then shuts you down for the rest of the which game. Which he does every time. He which pitches. he does all the time. Yeah. And guess what? That's not your offense. That's everybody. Zach Gallon is going to be top three, top four Cy Young this year. Everybody. Okay? Zach Gallon's great. And then your season's on the line, and because of injuries and whatnot, you have to rely on Lance Lynn, a guy that you acquired. I don't even want to talk about this. Midseason. He was and what gassed. Does he, do? he gives up four home runs in one inning. Scott, he was gassed on the mound. He mm-hmm. was. He, he's in such horrible shape. Yep. He couldn't even throw pitches because he was tired. Physically tired. That's embarrassing. But again, that's not because of the week off that no, the Dodgers had. That had nothing to do with time so off. And Dodgers, I'm, not, and I'm yeah. not. Again, you know me. I'm not. Time off, I don't like. That nothing. Dodgers had nothing to do with time off, dude. You and I talked about this. It, it was, I get it, man. I know Mookie Betts' name. He has a podcast. I know who Mookie is, right? I know who Freddie Freeman is. Freddie Freeman's arguably one of the best players in the game. So yeah, that's easy. He's so good. Gotta love Freddie Freeman. But I don't know who the three hole hitter is for Arizona. I don't know who the four hole hitter is, right? I don't know who the two hole hitter is, right? So. Because of who we are as people, mm-hmm. because you don't have a household name, you must not be very good. Well, that's not the reality in our baseball world. Mm-hmm. And so if we go toe-to-toe, Arizona might have a better offense than the Dodgers this year. 
And I tell you what, I'm, I'm willing to put Corbin Carroll, and I don't know these numbers, but Corbin Carroll probably had a better season than Mookie Betts. Nobody had a better season than Freddie Freeman, I would say. But if we go everybody else, I'm going to say Arizona probably won offensively. So Corbin Carroll this year had obviously he a monster year. He did everything you can ever do. Yeah, he had uh, 25 homers. Not a big home run guy. Uh, He's a leadoff dude. 54 no, stolen bases. I guess I bases. shouldn't say that. He's your traditional leadoff guy. Traditional leadoff yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. yeah. 54 stolen bases. Yep. Obviously, he had a, a monster year stealing bases wise. He RBI. He does all. He had some record. He, they, he he did something that no one's ever done. He had uh, 76 RBIs. He had 116 runs scored this year. So he did everything. And he did everything. Mookie Betts did everything as well, though. Mookie Betts had uh, 39 home runs, 107 RBIs. Uh, he only stole 14 bases though. So there's a big this difference year. there. Huge difference we'll offset there. Offset those last two. Yeah, offset. Uh, as far as average run scored, th- run scored, Mookie was 126. Good for him. Wow. So pretty close. But yeah, Mookie put it up an MB- okay, MVP so, season. We so know those that those two guys. If are not for Acuna, pretty... yeah, it's it's Freeman. It's, we know that. But as far as like on the season is concerned, like yeah, like the, the, the Arizona is not that bad of a team. No, they're pretty good. I mean, everybody yeah. seemed to be hitting around 270. Everybody had 20 plus homers. It seemed like. I mean, they're a legit team. Yeah. I just I, don't know their name. They got no marketable. There's, there's no market there. Besides, They don't yeah. play uh, Sunday night baseball. We don't know who they are, so they <laughs> must not be good. You can't be good if I don't know your name, Scott. You this had uh, Christian Walker led the team with 33 home runs. Cattell Marte had 25. What did he do? Read his numbers. Cattell Marte? Yeah. Uh, about a 276. Well, there we go. Which is probably top 20 in baseball nowadays. 25 homers, 82 RBIs. So an awesome season. Yeah, and he, and they uh, all did 94 the same, runs scored. They all did the same thing. Corbin Carroll, 25 homers, 76 RBIs, 116 runs scored. We mentioned the stolen bases for him. Uh, Lourdes Goriel had 24 homers. How many RBIs? Uh, RBIs 82. How many uh, average? Average 261. They all did the same thing. Yeah. They were all accountable. They're a good team. They're a good team. And pitching-wise, they're good. Pitching-wise, you're led by Zach Gallen, but you still have Merrill Kelly, who's had a hell of a year. You picked up Paul Seawald. That is a, that is an, something that doesn't get talked about enough because when they first acquired him, he wasn't good, and he blew a couple of saves for them. But in the postseason, Seawald's been their guy. I went and worked out today at Tim Soder Physical Therapy where we all used to train or train currently. And it was great for me as a sports fan because on one we have our jerseys up all over the, mm-hmm. the, the facility, and on one wall in the back weight room, uh, there's a wall and has two jerseys, and it's Bryce Harper and Paul C. Waltz next to each other, right? Really? Two Vegas boys. He's a Vegas boy, yeah. Two, uh, two dudes wrapping the NL in the uh, in the championship series. I mean, it was just so cool to C. see. Seawald in uh, two innings against the Dodgers only allowed one hit, two strikeouts, no walks. In two innings against Milwaukee, one hit, no runs, three the, strikeouts. The Mets told him he wasn't good, and he said, no, I'm pretty good. <laughs> so four innings this postseason, he's allowed two hits, five strikeouts, no walks. I mean, the guy has been locked down for yeah. them in this in this postseason. So okay, so incredible if, addition. If, and, I'll, and I'll argue the opposite way because I think time off sucks. Riley hit 353. In the so, postseason? So it didn't affect mm-hmm. him clearly, but it affected everybody else. Yeah, exactly. He hit the biggest home run. It affected everybody else. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, let's see. It, uh, you know, you have Gunnar Henderson batted 500, so the week off really hurt him. Um, Will Smith batted 417. The week off really hurt him. He swung it every right. first pitch, and they kept on first pitch. Yeah. Catch your uh, swing early, boys. It's like Austin Riley batted 363. The week off really hurt him. Uh, and let's go back <laughs> to this. Let's go back to this, because I, I, I can't. Because it just that just sparked something in my head. Pilar? 
and I don't put this on one guy because I played the game and I know how we all mm-hmm. we all factor in. Pilar does not get a secondary lead on third base with the bases loaded and Acuna's up with two outs. Does not get a secondary lead. Kimbrell's coming in in the seventh inning. He's never pitched this inning, right? Or maybe not a long time. He doesn't pitch the seventh. He knows how important this situation is. He's geeked up even though he doesn't show it because we don't show emotion on the field, or at least we shouldn't. Pilar is flat-footed as the ball gets by the catcher, so he cannot go. Now if he actually does what he's supposed to do, which takes no skill set, Mm-hmm. Anybody can do this, by the way. But we we have this mindset, I know, I know. Well, you know, why did you do it then? So he doesn't get a secondary lead. He doesn't score. What does this do? It puts three to two, seventh inning, and it changes the momentum for the Braves, and Cunha's up. And now i got to contemplate whether I'm actually going to pitch to Acuna or I'm going to pitch around Acuna. You're probably gonna, well, th- I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to contemplate this now because I had to go at him, and it was a yeah. two-run lead, so I'm not as worried at that point. It changes everything about the dynamics. With a one-run lead. And you're also one more pass ball away from and tying the game. And one run away. You're going to spike a slider? No. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so now I'm one run away from me. Now what happens? Pilar comes up again. First and third and one out. I think it was the ninth inning. First and third and no out. Sorry, I think. I think it was the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He pops up to he the shortstop. Pop out to the shortstop, yeah. That would have been a 3-2 game. Pilar up, Pilar not up. It doesn't matter. It would have been a 3-2 game. They probably would have pinch hit for him, yeah. yeah. And anything but that and a strikeout ties the game. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different approach to baseball. I got to get on base in that situation. I don't have to get on base in the other situation. Now, playing it devil's changes. advocate. Hold on. Austin Barnes did the same thing against the uh, Diamondbacks. Yeah. Austin Barnes comes up in a situation where the pitcher's back was against the wall. You guys don't understand. We have to throw a strike to get you out. We have to. Everything else is successful for you. I have to throw it over that. Not only do I to throw it over the plate, I got to hope he calls it a strike. Okay, my back is against the wall in this situation. Austin Barnes comes up and swings at the first pitch out of the zone down and grounds out and ends mm-hmm. the rally. And the Dodgers were coming back. They were down 4-0. Then it was 4-2. And it was a huge situation. And he bailed him out. So playing devil's advocate for Pilar, I think he would have been safe. 100%. No doubt. But do you run the risk of getting thrown out at home? Not when you're flat-footed. When you have Acuna up with bases loaded. But that's why. when you Once you realize you don't... Well, okay, so we saw it with um, Bichette against the Twins. Mm-hmm. He st- they, he stops because the third baseman's going to fill the ball, and then when the third baseman lets it go by him, he doesn't let him go by him, goes by him, what does he do? He starts again and he's thrown out at home by a country mile. Yeah. As soon as you stop, you can't go. I the, agree. The, the, the amount of extra feet I get to being safe towards that next base when I have momentum when I don't. Bro, when you're leading off second base and I'm on the mound and I'm looking at you, I don't care if your lead is 25 feet or 15 feet. That doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is when I'm looking at you and your momentum's leaning towards third, I don't have a good chance to get you out with my catcher. But when your feet stop or your momentum is towards second, stop or towards second, you cannot steal third. I don't care how big your lead is. You are out at that point. You lost your momentum. You lost your foot movement. When I have a secondary lead and I'm, I'm off, I'm off, and I'm off, and I'm on that right foot as the ball crosses home, that momentum adds 10, 15 feet to me being safe. So as soon as I'm flat-footed, I'm out no matter what. So the one positive is he didn't go. He gave Acuna a chance mm-hmm. still. Where Bichette, who's, who's inexperienced and younger, Wants to be a hero, and he goes. It's a completely different situation, but the same exact premise. You can't stop and start. You can't stutter. I think if if he does score there, you you pitch around okay, Acuna, and, I, and you, you you take your chance with Albies. Oh, well, you're going to hit my pitch or no pitch. That's the yeah. pitching around, right? Yep. And so the other thing is, is this is like, so 
oh, the, it's the five days off the Dodgers lost in Arizona. No, it, it, it's no, it's not, right? It's not. It's the fact that Arizona does those little things. Just like the Dodgers traditionally do. They do the little things that makes them good. If the Dodgers didn't do the little things, they wouldn't be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. But they do. And so Arizona did all of the right things, plus they had momentum. Plus, they took advantage of jumping all over Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. It's those little things that make teams good that bad teams don't do. Yep. And I don't care how good or how big of a name you have. When you do the Kevin Pillar stuff, which Atlanta traditionally does not do, when you do that, that's why you lose on top of you ran into a Philadelphia team who knows they're good yeah. and is legit in so many areas. Top to bottom, they're legit. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness, and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try. If you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this, it's all online, it's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time. For no additional charge, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Let's talk about the championship series, and we'll start with the American League championship series because that gets underway first. On Sunday, game one from Houston, Justin Verlander will go for the Astros. Who? And Yeah, exactly. Who? And looking at the schedule for the Rangers, it will probably, I, I, I would think they would skip Dane Dunning and go with Why? Jordan Montgomery. Why? Or you just stay on schedule. How good has he been? Stay on schedule and go Dunning in game one against Verlander. So I just want to say this to Texas. If you didn't have Dane Dunning this year, you're not in the postseason. Okay? He saved you guys when everybody got hurt. He saved you. right? You trusted him to help get you here. This kid has been nothing but phenomenal for this team. And he had, he had this pissed off mindset that that dude, uh, 
that's with the Yankees now. That was in Arizona. Uh, sorry, San Francisco had a good year. That came from the White Sox. The lefty. Why am I blanking on his name? The uh, the Yankees gave him 187 million. Um, uh, Carlos Rodon. That dude. Mm-hmm. So now he's back to like who cares because he got paid. But when he got let go by the White Sox, he was like he was their dude, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna non-tender you. We don't want any part of you. And no one picked him up. And the White Sox signed him back for free. And his feelings were hurt, Scott. And he's like, dude, I got something to prove. And he did. And he went out and proved it. And then he went one year in San Francisco and he proved it again. And now he got paid. And now it's like, nah, okay, I'm paid. Right? Like, Dunning has that and he had that all year. What? Like, I've been a part of this team. Like, I'm really good. And you're just going to dismiss me for all these other dudes? I don't think so. And he went out and did what he did. He's mm-hmm. a really good pitcher. They didn't skip fought in Arizona. Nope. Don't skip this kid. Let him pitch on rotation. Well, what could also affect the way that the Rangers Montgomery can't go seven ever. Yeah, I'm mean, I want him to. Yeah. What could Evaldi, also affect I got the, it. What could also affect the Rangers rotation? But this is hold on, real I keep cutting you off so bad, I'm so sorry. This is a seven game series. Yeah. This is four out of seven. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I'm talking about. This is completely different. You have to have a team to do this. You can't rely on just two dudes. Well, they could be getting a very big dude back, and that's Max Scherzer. Okay, but what Max hasn't been good, and Max hasn't built up. So what? Bochy said he's stretched out. Bochy said he's Bochy's more stretched out than John Gray. If John Gray's active, then John Gray's going to pitch out of the bullpen. It's not going to be they'll piggyback each other. Scherzer, that's a good point. Maybe you, you maybe you combo Scherzer Gray in one game. It's hard, but yeah, maybe depending on the score, I got to put. I got. I still got to put you in a position to succeed. I can't just toss you. Boy, you imagine they have Scherzer now in this series. I think it's a big boost. It helps. Of course it helps. doesn't hurt. Take a look at the series series odds. Right now, it is Astros minus 140, Rangers plus 120. In game I one. I tell you, dude, I don't know who's winning the series. Game one with Verlander, it's the same thing. It's minus 142 for Verlander yeah. in game one, Astros plus 120 on the comeback. I would love to break this down. I like breaking them down as the games. You know I love all these prop bets. Um... This is such a cool series. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, all Texas. Obviously, you got two good teams, two good offenses. You know, you got the experience with Houston. Texas is riding this momentum. They believe in themselves. I, I, you know, I, I think they always thought they were going to beat Baltimore. At least I hope their legit mindset was they thought that. Because if they didn't, this makes this series harder. Um, I look at this series the same way we looked at Atlanta and Phillies. I just think it's a straight coin flip. I mean, each game I'll, I'll break down separately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard to ever bet against Verlander. And in the postseason, it's hard. I mean, he's a true Hall of Famer. We got a couple on this field. Um, I will no longer ever bet against Nathan Navaldi in the postseason. <laughs> and, I, and I hadn't this year. Stud, right? I haven't. I had bet against him in the regular season, but I, I, I've never. He just, he is different in the postseason. He is built for this moment. And so we got two guys that. You almost don't want them to match up versus mm-hmm. each other because both your teams are counting on those wins. But this is where my fourth and fifth guys come in. This yeah. is why I trust my Dane Dunnings. This is where, and this is where Houston's been good. Urquidy's was phenomenal. Okay, Framber hasn't been that great. Uh, Garcia was pretty good, right? They have they have enough to last these series and a lot of trust. That's what we have to look at. Arizona does not. They have three currently, and they trust two, kind of. Yeah. Okay, Philadelphia. Has four, I think. Trust two, and they're in love with the third one, and that's Suarez. Who's yeah. their fourth, by the way? Could be Michael Lorenzen. Okay. Or Taiwan Walker. We have, he hasn't oh, been activated so there, yet. Yeah, yeah, so there we go. And those guys have been pitching on rotation uh, down wherever they're at. So they, they, they have a – I mean, they're when it comes to starting pitching, they're way deeper than Arizona is, right? 
and their bullpen obviously is a little bit more stretched out and better than Arizona's. The offense is going to be fun either, either way. It's Philadelphia is a big favorite in this series. Um, right now, Philly is in game one. Philly's minus one sixty two. The Diamondbacks are plus one thirty six on the comeback. As far as the series is concerned, Philly is minus one seventy. Diamondbacks plus one forty five. That's a great price on Philly. I think it's a good price. Oh yeah, I'm laying it. Yeah, I'm on the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah Phillies are my pick for sure. I don't know who's going to win the ALCS. I'm going to go game by game on I don't the ALCS. I'm going, by, I'm going game by game as well with you. I don't. Whose bullpen do you trust more? Astros none, or? None. Neither? They both scare me. I mean, I get you have Neris, Montero, Maton, Presley. I mean, those guys are more decorated in the game. And, and they'll put, they'll put and, Montero in the fifth or close them. And we've seen Araldis Chapman against the Astros in the postseason. And I don't know if I, I mean, trust that. How many Chapman give up? In this postseason? Yeah. Uh, in this postseason, he uh, didn't give up a run. Yeah, one hit against. We keep uh, talking about it, but he hasn't given up. A I know run. one hit, one hit, <laughs> one hit against Baltimore. That's it. Although the walks, though, I know that's concerning. Know. So against Tampa, it. one inning, he goes one strikeout. He gets through it clean. I just want to stretch him. I just like legitimately against Baltimore, stretch doctor, because I feel like if he's just relaxed, he throw two hundred miles. He's got a long. different. Uh, he looks just uh, all if the you, time. If you watch him pitch now, his uh, mechanics are a little different. Than yeah, they, they were. He's more squatted than they down, were with the Yankees. More, yeah, he, it's uh, it's less of like a hitch. He's it's a little differently. Yeah, of course he's jacked. He's too he much. Sweats good. way too much. Uh, yeah, he always has that problem. Stripping. I like when I used to in the postseason, like watching him with the Yankees. I I, I would literally ask the question, like does does he dunk his hat in Dude, water? I have a hard time sweating in a sauna. Does he dunk his hat in water and then put it on oh, when he, he goes sweats. onto the field? It's nuts. Or it's just his, his adrenaline, his, it was like Giambi, his heart rate's man. that high, and he's Giambi? sweating that much? Jason Giambi, when he DH, he would be so jacked up that he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to get his fourth at bats. Well, that's why he wore the golden thong. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more to it. You got to get Jason on the mic one day. He's the best. Jeter tells the story about that, but he doesn't. He he uh, he leaves out he the leaves good out the name also. <laughs> but he talked about it, it's like. When someone asked him, like, what's the strangest thing some you did to ever get out of a slump? Yeah, so I don't know. That's and right, yeah. he borrowed somebody's Jason jock. Jason is, <laughs> is one of the best people I've ever been around. Jambi? He's the yeah. best, dude. I love this guy so much. Chapman against Baltimore uh, in the yeah. one game, one inning, two walks, and a strikeout. And the next game, two-thirds of an inning. One hit, two walks, and a strikeout. The walks are concerning. Yeah. The walks are concerning. And with a patient team like the Astros that has seen him multiple times, including in the biggest moments in the playoffs. What do you mean patient? Who's patient on that team? The Astros will walk against Chapman if they face him late in the game. They Those will absolutely walk. Everything. Against Aroldis Chapman. They will, let, let me look at his split. Aroldis Chapman's career splits. All right? Because I want to see how he does against the Houston Astros. In his career. I mean, we know about the Aussie Yankee fan. I know about the Altuve. Can we say this real quick? Mm-hmm. Texas Rangers manager, Bruce Bochy. Does he have playoff experience? Lots of it. Yeah, lots of it. <laughs> okay. Um, Rangers manager. Dustin playoff Baker? experience? Yeah, lots. Of it. <clears throat> are, are, are you talking about, yeah, Astros? Yes. He's got, These he's are got two, of the, quite a bit. two of the most seasoned managers. How about, yes. how about Robbie Thompson? Oh, ton of it. Yeah, and he was also my coach when we won the World Series with the Yankees. Yeah, he was the my, Yankees my forever. As a Yankee fan, it bothers me to see Rob Thompson do so well. Because, well, it doesn't. I mean, I support the guy, yeah, but awesome. it's like he could have been a Yankee manager multiple times, 
and was passed over, not even considered There's a multiple reason times. We love playing for certain people, and so far we're three for three as players managers. And the only one I don't know is Tori Lavello. Do I know Tori? Yes. Do I think I faced Tori? I think I have. Do I got experience with the Red Sox though? Right. He's the only one I don't know. And as far as playoff, I don't know what his any of that is. I know he's building his resume as a manager. But listen, it's this is not an accident. It's not an accident we have wild cards. It's not an accident mm-hmm. we have teams who have experienced managers. It's not an accident we have teams who have experienced players. This is not an accident. This is not the back of our jersey that plays, boys. Aroldis Chapman in his career against the uh, Houston Astros. Are you ready for this? In 29 games against the Houston Astros. 17 homers? Only two home runs. They were pretty big home runs. Yeah, Bregman, yeah. I think, right? Some, oh, Atuve. Atuve's. Yeah, these, this is regular season, by the oh, way. Oh, you're not this even giving Atuve in the postseason? I can give you a postseason. Uh, actually, this is it's career split, so it should be both regular season and postseason. So, Didn't Atuve have one of the biggest homers ever off him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we know. He got the signal from the garbage can. Uh, but let me just give you these numbers. Against the Houston Astros in his career, I mentioned 29 games pitched. Don't, why are you mad at the garbage can? Well, I'm mad at the garbage can. Oh. Just saying the garbage can gave him the signals. Can. That's it. I mean, take off your shirt. I don't know what the garbage can. He just didn't want to take off his shirt. I mean, whatever. Oh, man. He didn't want to take off his shirt. clearly did not want his jersey ripped open. 24 and a third innings pitched by Araldis Chapman against the Houston Astros. 24 and a third innings pitched. He has an ERA of 5.55. Yeah, and you could have said it. He's allowed 23 hits in 24 innings, 15 runs in 24 innings, 16 walks in 24 innings you, against the Houston you Astros. You could have said zero ERA, and I would have said it's a different, this is a different Chapman. Yeah, yeah I, I got that there's a lot less trust in this guy for sure. He's not the only kid in the pen. I get it, but you brought in this guy to be your closer, and if it comes down to a clutch moment and it's Chapman on the mound in Houston, I don't trust him against the Astros. The Astros dominated all this Chapman. I don't trust him at all. So... I lean Astros in this series. Do you trust, I, uh, can we, dude, oh, man, let's go back a couple weeks. I <laughs> do. This is off topic, but was like was your most confident thing of all of the postseason so far? Tell me, it was not knowing the Orioles were getting bounced. Oh yeah, clearly that was my number yeah. one guarantee. Yeah. This happens moment. Yes, is the Orioles will not. I, did, I mean, we didn't think they were going to win a game, but that they will not win the first. Like, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, no confidence in the Orioles. Okay, so Chapman, the, 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 the Orioles, the mm-hmm. Orioles uh, lineup, let's see. Henderson, Rutschman, stud. Santander, Mountcastle, O'Hearn, Hayes, Mullins, Westberg, Frazier. How many of those guys have had any postseason experience? Zero. Yeah. Maybe Frazier. Last Adam Frazier? Maybe last year with Seattle. Uh, did he? I thought he did. Last year with Seattle? Okay. Yeah, last year with Seattle was his first postseason. Mm-hmm. Taste of postseason. Yep. I mean, Aaron Hicks pinch hit, and he's got postseason experience, right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, man. If I give up a hit to Aaron Hicks, I'm, I'm on the fine box. Like, you're, like it's like everybody goes to dinner on me. Like, you just don't. Like, he's awful. Yeah, but this is a team with no postseason experience. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that this team got bounced. Not surprised at all. I hope they stay so good for so long, though. I hope that the GM does a good job of knowing how. To I'm going to lose this guy to free agency. I'm going to lose this guy, but I can bring this guy in, and I'm gonna, and like do what the Yankees and those other teams do, and keep this organization good for a long time. Mm. Also, uh, in Double A and Triple A, they have the best talent in all of baseball coming. 
they are they are loaded for a while. We just have to learn how to keep a lot of these guys around and and mix and match some of these pieces. But they have a lot in the in the in the system as well. A lot in the pipeline. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We haven't even seen any of the pitchers. That are coming up. And the guy who was basically their ace this year because John Means was out, he, he came out of the pen. They didn't even use him. They sent him down to the minor leagues because year two is very hard. Tyler Wells, who's a beast. Mm. They're only going to get better, boys. Updated farm system rankings like back in the summer after the draft. Nine close, is it? Uh, number one is... Let's scroll all the way to number one. It's going to be Baltimore, probably. It has to be. Yep. Number one farm system in baseball. Jackson Holiday, Colton Cowser, Jordan Westberg, who played in the playoffs, uh, Heston Kerstad, Colby Mayo, Joey Ortiz, D.L. Hall, Connor Norby, Samuel Basalo, Enrique Brad- Bradford. They set D.L. Hall back, by the way. They yeah. tried to use him. It was bad. Yeah. And then you have youngsters that are playing for the team now. I mentioned uh, uh, Westberg playing for them. Gunnar Henderson, Grayson Rodriguez. These guys are playing for them already. Number two farm Gunner system. Henderson is so dang good. Number two farm system. Baseball. Dodgers. Yeah, they always they do such a good job. Number three, Cincinnati Reds. Interesting. They traded everybody, so it a lot of those guys are already at the major league level now, like Encarnacion, Strand, and De La Cruz. They call them all up, yeah. Yeah, they called they called up those guys. That's why they were uh, uh, on the on and the they cusp by one game again. The Pirates are next. On Doesn't the list. matter. They don't. Okay. I don't care. They always they don't know how to use it. They don't. Uh, all right, it's gonna be fun to see what teams step up though. But right now, as we approach the championship series. We have well that division's back to being open. We just you know you and I off air. Brandon Woodruff might be gone for the whole season next yeah. year. That's a I mean without one of those two dudes, how do Cubs they will make probably, Cubs win the division next year. Why? They got a good young team. So does Cincinnati. That's true. That's true. Who else? Is Cubs that, have more money. This who else though. is in that division? Oh yeah, St. Louis. A major down year this year. Okay, yeah. but they won it the year before. Okay. I had them to win it this year. Now it's completely wrong. But we're not, we can't write them off again. Well, uh, we'll see if Oliver Marmol is back. Shouldn't be, but. Free agency is going to be big for a lot of those teams. Yeah. I, I agree, though. The Brewers will take a step back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go with the odds one more time here. National League, Phillies minus 170, Diamondbacks plus 145. You and I are both on the Phillies. Uh, I think they're, yeah. They're and Astros minus 140, Rangers plus 120. I don't know yet. I don't know. I, I want to give you guys a call, but I just don't know. I think you'll game by game. Um, game one, Astros minus one forty. And the Astros have, have, by the way, they've done the same thing so far in the postseason that they did during regular season. They won on the road. Yeah, yeah, they were great on the road. I got, I'm, I'm back in Verlander in game one. I mean, as much, as much hey, as tip, I tip your clubhouse attendance on the road, they take care of you. Yeah, they take care of you, boys. As much as I love uh, the Rangers' offense, I think Verlander's a different animal, and so I, I like Verlander at home here, and I think the Phillies. Um, what what do you? Th- I think it's easier to shut down Texas's lineup. You do, yeah. I think just consensus wise, it's easier. I think that they're more. It. I mean, they're shark and water when they see blood, but mm-hmm. if not like they they kind of don't know what to do. So you know, the pitching is is. I mean, we say that every time, right? It's obvious, but the pitching is what's really going to to separate this series. So Wheeler pitched on Monday. That was the game that they lost. Game two. So he's off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, five days, and then he can pitch on uh, Sunday, six days, mm-hmm. Monday, game one. Yeah. He'll be plenty rested for game one. He'll be good. He'll be fine. It's good. He'll and be, then you'll go Wheeler, Nola, touch and field in a normal Suarez. Pen. 
how do you handle that more than more than your normal days rest off? So I'll take a I'll take an extra day before my pen probably, and then I'll throw a normal pen, or I'll throw a touch and feel, and then two days later I'll throw a normal pen or a touch and feel like I'll verse it. But I'll get two pens in compared to one, um, and I'll just kind of ease the soreness out. And so like usually I'll go. You start, then you go day off, and you get your full body workout, your long distance running or whatever, um, to flush your system. And then you have the most recovery days past your workout. And then the next day you get your bullpen in, which you're pretty sore, but it gives me two recovery days after. And then I pitch. In this particular case, um, giving me two extra days, I'll probably go the next day run workout. The next day I'll take it kind of chill. The next day I'll throw a pen. Um, the next day chill, the next day a little touch and feel, just feel the mound again, and then go from there. Wheeler has pitched 37 starts on six or more days rest in his career. He's got a 3.9 ERA He's in those starts. everywhere, you know? Well, 3.79 on five days rest, 3.03 yeah. on four days rest, yeah. so He's no real difference there. No. No. He's good, bro. He's former. I love, I love when these good these these guys. I mean, they're better than good, right? I don't, I I think it's disrespectful to lump them into the rest of these lazy pitchers that I see. So he's better than good, but I love when you see these guys and they take it personal. Again, what Evaldi's doing, what Verlander does, mm-hmm. what Zach's doing. Like I love when they take it personal in the on the biggest stages when they get bigger. He's former major league pitcher Josh Towers. I'm Scott Seidenberg. If you want to ride with us, we are dominating the major league baseball postseason. <laughs> Uh, an undefeated run on games and props in the MLE postseason. Just the Texas Tampa series. That's it. It's the only it. loss that we've had. We are, I guess, eleven straight winners. We're twelve. We're ten and zero on sides and props, and we're two and one on series plays. But we're killing the pitchers' props. We're killing the props. We're killing it. We had the over the four and a half on Yavaldi strikeouts was so easy. <laughs> yeah, so the innings for him. Here's nice. what you're gonna do. You're gonna go to pregame.com and we're gonna give you a promo code. Playoff ten. Playoff ten allows you to save ten dollars on anything anything you want at pregame.com. You can do a daily best bet. You can take ten dollars off a weekender all access or a seven day all access if you want. I recommend getting the longer subscriptions because you get a seven day all access. You get all the picks for the week. For the that, week. That's every sport. But uh, if you just want to do the baseball postseason, we're down to the championship series. We're just, you know, take $10 off a daily best bet. Go Trust right me. ahead. Pregame.com. We got some UFC stuff, too. Oh, AJ's been crushing it. We don't it. mess around with that. Crushing it. Real deal. And we got fights this weekend. Playoff 10 is the promo code at pregame.com. You can save $10 off anything you'd like. For Josh Towers, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Thank you for listening to the Major League Baseball Podcast. We'll talk to you in between games two and three of the championship series.